0: Slash Paradise encourages viewers to watch these horror films before listening to our show. Danny and Lance will go through everything, including filmmaking, dialogue, characters, and even full scene breakdowns when we get excited. Enjoy the show!
1: Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain.
0: Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago, and it got right to my head. Wherever I may roam, by land or sea or foam, you can always hear me singing a
1: song. Show me the way to go home boom boom show, show me the way to go home ba-boom, ba-boom. i'm tired and i want to go to bed i had, I had a little, a little drink, drink about an hour ago and, and i got right, right through my head <laughs> hey welcome
0: to slashers paradise Woo! jaws done oh my God. Done. oh man it's time danny Jaws.
1: Well, we like to welcome you all back to our uh, slashers paradise. Here we are with uh, Lance and uh, myself, Danny, and we're here on the uh, in the paradise. We parked the Orca just right over there, and uh, we're gonna try and talk about Jaws, the movie. You know, the thing about Jaws is a shark movie. I'm not gonna do the whole podcast like that. Oh man, <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I was doing Quint. I love this movie. Okay. Jaws, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I. It's a very appropriate that uh, you have got your Richard Dreyfus going on. I've tried to get my Quint going on. Let me tell you something, Chief. All right, Chief. I've had my neck for more, far more than three thousand dollars, Chief. You know, I've yes. got my, my situation going <laughs> on. Got my Bruce shirt. As we know, Bruce was the name of the one of the mechanical sharks. Mechanical shark, movie, I yes. Think. And uh, was named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Yeah. And uh, he also called it like the big. Dummy or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it cost them a lot of money. I, you know, they, uh, yeah,
0: we'll get into that with that the shit. budget and all this. This is not a movie I ever really saw as a horror film. I always saw it as like an action movie with some violence in it. But well, in the last few years, we've been talking about horror movies and everyone says this is a horror film. So we got to talk about it.
1: Jaws is up there uh, on any of these lists that you look at as far as like what is uh, one of the scariest movies of all time. A lot of people will throw Jaws up there. I think it's one of those that... It's like a blockbuster thriller, more so. Yes. It, I mean, iTunes be what it is, it oh, it puts it as a thriller in the categories right. uh, section of my iTunes. What is the rating of this movie?
0: PG? PG-13?
1: Let me just say, <laughs> first of all, when you are talking about ratings, we just did and we're continuing to do... The Friday the 13th series, yes. which has been a, a, a wonderful treat. Of course, it's a slasher's paradise, but yeah. it's 4th of July, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We, had to, we had to really...
0: Happy birthday, America. Cheers hey, to cheers. you. cheers. Happy
1: birthday, America. Let's have some, some Mexican beer.
0: <laughs> your, your voice is hitting a very low register today.
1: I love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Because you're doing Quint. I mean, yeah, I'm doing Quint, but also it's, a, it's America's birthday. So yeah. let's drink some Mexican beer and... Uh, we both took a shot of Canadian whiskey. <laughs> Blended Canadian.
0: Oh, there it is.
1: But here's the here's the point of the movie is, um, you know, a lot of people do view it as a horror movie. Yeah. Because the Because it scared people so much. Yeah. It scared them away from going in the water. And a lot of people are permanently scarred from going in the water.
0: Yeah. This is something that I actually mentioned in one of our earlier podcasts about how certain scares stick with you so much so that I know people as children that watch Jaws had a shark toy in their tub and could not handle that. Ah, could not go into the tub.
1: You could say it's you. It's fine.
0: It wasn't me. No, It wasn't (laughs) me. I was related to this person, but, uh, yeah, like that's how traumatizing this thing is. It's, The reason that you would give five stars to Friday the 13th because it made such an impact or scream because it made such an impact. Jaws made a huge impact on people's lives, but also it was commercialized as like a big hit movie. So a lot more people saw it.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, directed by Steven Spielberg, the blockbuster king himself, uh, not the movie chain, the (laughs) traditional term of what blockbuster means. But um, it was a big budget movie movie. Um, released by Universal, mm-hmm. had a lot of star power, major star power uh, attached to it, um, a bit of a passing of the torch, I guess you could say, with who was you know, cast in what role, but I think not only that, its score has been synonymous with like danger approaching for so long that John Williams' awesome score, which in the beginning, Stephen apparently was like, all right, John, what do you really got for me? (laughs) When he played it, I mean... It's just so cool. There is a big orchestra feel to it. So there's a, you know, like the Halloween theme is simple it's you know on like one instrument really but this theme is a huge orchestra accompaniment and it's still it still slaps so hard so (laughs) it's so
0: well that's that's the thing is it's so iconic you know it's just like the star wars films didn't have the soundtrack till the very end and then it becomes this like opera thing you know it's this huge ordeal the soundtrack is so phenomenal in this and just adds so much to the shark and the threat of everything around you and Man, there's so much we can go off on this.
1: This pod, this show can easily be as long as it takes to get to the next 4th of July. One <laughs> yeah. friggin' year, easily. Um, it's got so much in it, so much that like we want to talk about the most important things that you know stuck out to us. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's a lot of people's favorite movie, uh, period. Uh, I think that this movie did for... You know, for oceans, what I guess Psycho, I I might be quoting somebody almost verbatim, what Psycho did for showers, basically. I mean, you know when you're in the shower, right? And you're in there, and you've got the soap, and you the shampoo on it, and it may be in your eyes, and you're washing. you got to wash it off, because that's when the killer's coming. Remember I said this? I think I've said this before. Yes. That's when the killer's going to come, when your eyes are closed in the shower, because of Psycho. Well, this one, first of all, the ocean is scary, Lance. Yes. The ocean is scary terrifying
0: yeah it's one of my biggest fears is just going out and watching the horizon you know what I mean
1: I asked one of our mutual friends Shane I'm like because he's a big surfer I said dude how do you do that right (laughs) Uh, not he's like oh man you just got to get on the board man and just no, no 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 I don't care how do you surf I care how do you get out into the ocean right like, have you ever seen? Shark? He's like, "Yeah, man, I saw a shark. That was, that was d- dolphins are the worst, man. Or <laughs> seals are dolphins." He said, "Don't let him surf." Anyway, shout out to Hi, Shane. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. I've always and then and then and then and then you watch these Discovery Channel things about these deep sea dwellers. What the hell are we doing in space? Let's explore our oceans. We first. haven't even
0: explored our oceans. That's insane to have, me, right?
1: We haven't even found Atlantis. It's down there.
0: It is. We've only discovered like five percent of our oceans.
1: Yeah, it's insane to me, you know,
0: and then Jaws is down there. So, (laughs) man. Yeah. And watch like some of the scariest things I've ever seen, even the Godzilla movie from like 96. The scariest thing to me was the horizon of the water coming up. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what is in the water.
1: Well, I mean, it's like Godzilla versus Kong. They did that really well. It's like what you don't see. And then when you finally see it, it does not disappoint. Right. It's about the dorsal fin. You know, sticking out of the water. I mean, in the beginning, right. Okay, should we do some housekeeping for housekeeping? Okay, Uh, Danny,
0: give us our pumpkin spice latte for Jaws. Jaws Pumpkin
1: Spice Latte by Danny Gonzalez. A small island town named Amity Island is being attacked and tormented by a killer great white shark. And this movie centers around a police chief. An oceanography institute <laughs> specialist and a expert shark fisherman, based uh, primarily hunting down this shark and trying to rid this peaceful town that depends on its summer months for its livelihood to you know to survive and trying to get rid of the shark in the process so that this town doesn't go under and all that comes with the association and deaths of that and that's just.
0: And our breakdown was released June 20th, 1975. Our original budget was $4 million, but we had quite a few issues with this movie, so it turned out to be $9 million. Oh, that's a big jump. Yeah, but... I think we made our money back, Daniel. Oh, you think? Yeah, I, I think we did. $472 million box office for this movie. Are you kidding me? Excuse me? A baking, baking powder? powder? I had to ask you, Danny, does that sound right? When I was doing the research for this show. Are you kidding me?
1: No, I'm not kidding, you, man. It's right.
0: Obviously, directed by Steven Spielberg. We're going to go over the cast throughout this whole thing. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, our three main guys, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about. Uh, Danny, this movie, man. I don't... It's just... It's just a thing of beauty. I'm I'm excited because, like I said, I did not see this as a horror film for so long. So I'm really excited we get to talk about it because this is one of my favorite movies just overall. Well,
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and not a limb that is floating in the water because (laughs) I was swimming in the pond because a pond is for old ladies. That's a very specific reference in the movie, right? This movie is a horror movie. That's it. I'm gonna say it it has t- so many horrific elements that are better than some of the best attempts at modern horror today. Mm-hmm. okay I've seen some great shark movies. I love a good shark movie yeah, quite honestly, there have been some amazing shark movies since Jaws uh 47 meters down I think that that's a great shark movie Ooh, good good call uh even the sequel too they're yeah. terrifying it's terrifying to me. The Meg. Could have been an amazing shark movie. Could have been. Could have been. It was right there. I just think that it didn't let the shark be a shark. And it's it's no, it didn't let the shark wreak havoc. Jaws, Bruce, the great white in Jaws, gets to wreak absolute mayhem yeah. because it they let this killer shark be a shark. Yeah. In the Meg, how is this thing that's humongous? And anyway, I'm not going to go off on the Meg. I'm just going to say that there have been some attempts to make really scary shark movies since Jaws. Yeah. But this one, for its wonderful, wonderful character development, its amazing actors, its great story, the score, the set. The thing, if you wanted to complain about the movie, the thing that it lacks as far as like, does the shark look fake? Of course it does. It's a fake shark. But it holds up for the most part today. Like if I saw... For the longest time, I thought all great white sharks were as big as... I'm going to call Jaws the shark. I'm going to call the shark Jaws. I do that yeah, all the time. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to call it Bruce or anything like that. I'm going to call it Jaws. Okay, Jaws, the shark. <laughs> Has I've always thought the great whites were that big. They're big. They can get that big. But there is something about the way that this shark looks. You know, it's the thing about a shark. Is you look at its eyes, it doesn't seem to be living. It's got black eyes, lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes. Till it bites you. And those eyes roll over white. And uh, hollering and screaming and all. Okay, anyway, well, the, the point is, is that the lifelessness of the shark is still so terrifying. I think that's why you and I are so attached to masked killers in the sense because there is something remorseless yeah, about this killing machine. Because all this thing does is eat and, and kill and make baby sharks. And that's it. You know, that's all it does. That's all this. I think I got that right.
0: Please but, give me more Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> He's my favorite character in this film. Uh,
1: I am convinced that you are going to ignore this particular problem Thank you. until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Thank you. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: in our comparison to horror films we just did, we are doing Friday the 13th currently in our podcast. Um Something that we talk about with Jason in the first four or five films is that you don't see him in the beginning of it. There's... There's the anticipation of seeing the actual monster or the killer or whatever it is. And that's what we get in this one is just the mystery of we think it's a shark. We know it's, we we think we know it's a shark. Right. But we don't see it for a very long time. We see pieces of it here and there maybe. We see pieces of people, that's for sure. That's for sure. And some blood and yes. some gushing blood in the ocean, which I is mean, just worse.
1: The movie starts off so... I think, I guess, innocent, there is uh, a camp on, on the beach and there's, yeah. you know, music and stuff. And this is some young kids and they're cutting it up. They're having some fun. And this one, these, a guy, a boy and a girl are going to go ahead and, uh, you know, dr- run off and maybe do some skinny dipping themselves. And they do. At least she does. Right. She gets naked and gets into the water, which is the reason originally that I brought up the rating as to why is it not rated R? Cause you see full babies. You can see total boob nation Mm. in this one. And as far as like the blood and the the limbs and the the terror, it should definitely be rated R by normal standards, but it's not. So, um, it starts off right off the bat, kicking you in the friggin' teeth. It punches you so hard because she is swimming in the ocean. And it's... It's lit-ish oh, as far man. as like the moon is bright. It's using what is, they're, they're using their, they're using moonlight. They're, they're trying to replicate moonlight is what they are trying to do. Okay. So you can see her mostly, but it is like dawn-ish, right? It's this,
0: getting, okay, you talk about our one complaints. It's the opening scene for me is it's shot where you feel like it's almost early morning, but then you see a sunset on where he is because he's passing out drunk and the clouds are kind of covering the sunset and then she's out in the water and you can see the sun pretty clearly that there's no clouds or anything like that. And then she's moonlit at a different angle. So there's all these different times of the day that this one scene is happening. Uh, So that's probably the only one complaint that I have of this, but I think the idea is that it's supposed to be at night, the moon and the sunset are kind of coinciding.
1: Yeah. I, Uh, I, 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 I can buy that what it yeah. is, but but the kill the kill of Chrissy I believe is her name woof yeah. man it sets a tone that you better be ready for a friggin ride cuz she is thrashed about the water so violently the actor sells it amazingly by that that terror that she's experiencing uh, you you feel like she's very much being attacked and, and torn to pieces She eventually gets pulled under the water and she's never heard from again um, until there are some limbs that are discovered later. If you just let that kind of develop right in front of you, you're getting some serene moments, some calm some playfulness she then starts swimming it's nice there's a calmness about the water Mm -hmm. the whooshing and then just balls to the wall violence splooshing of water you know just pulling her all over the place or screaming she's gasping for air and then she gets pulled down and then it's quiet again Mm -hmm. that i think is the scariest part because if you did not watch if you weren't in the vicinity you would have never known that a life just expired in the blink of an eye.
0: Yes. Into the abyss of the dark, dark ocean. Like we were talking about so many of the deaths that we see are actually during the day, you can see the blood gushing out. So with the darkness of the ocean and the body just kind of sinking down, (sighs) you think like there's probably blood coming up, but you don't see it. You know, like,
1: right. I mean, it's, it's come, it is so, it's the most terrifying opening scene. I think for, for, For a lot of purposes, but mostly because if you put yourself in her position, me frankly, if I was attacked like that, I better die before I go underwater. Yeah, because I do not want to drown. No, can you imagine you are in pieces? Yeah, and then you are being taken down to drown. Yeah, like
0: uh, three of like the worst parts of death you can imagine. You know what I mean?
1: I got chopped up. I'm bleeding to death. I'm I'm and I'm drowning.
0: Yeah, and you're overwhelmed by an animal that you can't control and you can't see. Can you, oh, it's God just God. horrific. So Jaws,
1: right? <laughs> Steven Spielberg.
0: And the actress just, I mean, you hear her scream, the yelps. It's so realistic. I remember reading this. I don't. I can't confirm this again, but I remember hearing this a long time ago in an interview that they were actually pulling her leg from under the water and actually broke her leg. So oh, the shit. yelp that you hear is her breaking her leg. And oh God, please help me, is legitimately, I am hurt because you broke my leg. So wow. I mean this uh,
1: plays into a lot of movies of the seventies, especially that like are memorable. Yeah. Of course, like The Exorcist, Ellen Bernstein, when she got pulled down, when Reagan or Linda Blair is yelling, it 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 burns because it really was burning her. Yeah. Oh, just whew, terrible, awesome yeah. terrible, awesome stuff. <laughs> You're listening to Dead Candy, dedicated
0: entertainment
1: for the dead. Hola, gulos! It's me, Raúl El Gul, and I'm coming to you to ask you follow me on Instagram at Raúl El Goul, or in Espanol. Raul El Ghul Anyway, I am the newest Creature Feature Ghost Host With the most I know all the things of uh, Spooky things And that's the story I'm sticking to it If you want to laugh You can come there too Because if I wasn't called El Ghul I'll be called Raul El Funny Follow me on Instagrams At Raul El Ghul. Hey When it comes to ghosts, hosts and spooky stuff, you could do a lot worse than Raul, but it doesn't get much better. (laughs) Don't be a stupid, be a gulo. Adios.
0: Yeah, and that's our opening. So from there we get to open up the town, the sheriff, the, the investigation into this thing and it... It's what I love. It's what we've talked about. Great horror films always have is a nice big town with a lot of rich story. Oh, yeah. And that's what we get in this one. A great story, great backstory. This town thrives off the beach for Fourth of July for the summer. So it's a big deal that there's a shark attack, possibly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's already been said that they're very rare for these waters. It's off of the New England coast. It's established. Um, We meet right away Roy Scheider's character of Chief Brody who is a New York cop and has relocated to Amity Island to be the chief of police. And when he's introduced, we see him rolling out of bed with, you know, his wife by his side. And, you know, you know, they're they're letting us know that they're city people. And it's like, Oh, the sun didn't shine when we, first moved in, and she's like, we bought it in the fall, it's the summer. He's like, oh, okay. So, like, there's different things that they're, like, you know, having to come to terms with and getting used to the island. And islanders, I, I, I'm an islander. I'm I'm an islander. That's come from away. Uh, are very protective of their island status, right? So, they let them know, you're not part of, you're not one of us, chief. You'll never be an islander. You're not from here. But it's a very vanilla town, yeah. to be honest. It's a very If I can put that town the style or 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 the people of that town in a color it would be a pastel color you know <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a pink pastel Easter color that's all it would be but this this murder or attack rather has happened and the chief has been asked to investigate it because the guy that did pass out on the beach was like hey This I don't know where this girl is. She went in swimming and I can't find her anymore. So while they're combing the beach, this is really early on, they find from the shot her remains and it's just her hand with crabs crawling all over it. And you know how they achieved that? They had dummy hands, right? But Mm -hmm. Spielberg thought that they looked so fake and so terrible that they buried an actor (laughs) in the the sand with just their hand hanging out and they put like crabs all over them. That's so gross.
0: That's why it looks so realistic. Like... I love, I love playing with that kind of stuff. Put the put the real hands in there. You know, don't yeah, use the fake Yeah, don't all
1: these crabs.
0: Well, especially then. We didn't get to play with props like this until the 80s. Really, that's when everyone kind of came home. You know, you imagine
1: if Tom Savini did Jaws. Oh, I know. That's exactly what I had in my really? head. Yeah, that's why I was saying that. We're talking about Tom a lot in our Friday the 13th series because, you know, he's the he's the friggin man. But. You know, the, the the effects are obviously practical. I don't think there's one digital special effect at all. Nah. I don't think they can at this time. Everything is practical. So there are some elements that are going to be challenging. One thing I mentioned, and this shirt, you know, articulates it the best. Uh, the sharks were made and put on track so they can move back and forth. Apparently there were three sharks made. One was open on the left side. One was open on the right side. Yeah. And then one was the one that, you know, can fully be. You know, like shot the one that you shoot from the front, I right, guess. right. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, all these sharks were done and made and assembled in Universal Studios and they were tested and they were awesome on fresh water. Then they put them in the ocean and all the mechanics started seizing and the sharks would start sinking because yeah. that's what will happen to things that isn't tested in the in salt water. Salt water, yeah. That's salt what water's a bitch, man. That's what I that's another problem I had with this friggin' movie. Cause I love this movie, but let's be realistic folks. Mm-hmm. I love to go swimming in the pool with <laughs> water. That's not going to sting my eyeballs. That's another question I asked Shane. I said, how do you do? Cause these people are swimming around in the ocean. Like they friggin' love it with salt all in their face and stuff. And Shane's like, yeah, you just get used to it. I'm like, no, that's gross. No,
0: you can't open your eyes under the water. You Apparently know I mean?
1: Shane says he just does. Uh, no dude
0: i can't see for like three or four days afterwards you know dude, I mean? if i
1: get a little bit of it in my mouth i want to die
0: yeah that's true it's <laughs> so
1: gross salt water so you want to talk about how everyone's like oh they're all swimming they're like i'm gonna go for a swim no you don't go for a swim in the ocean that's gross
0: not in the oceans that we have especially
1: well, well this is the east coast so apparently it's supposed to be i don't know swimmable but This is a problem because the chief is like, all right, what does the coroner say? The coroner says probable cause of death from the remains that I see shark attack. Chief types it up. He says, all right, we got to shut down the beaches. Well, then it's bureaucracy at its best. The town council comes and shuts his ass down and says, I don't think you appreciate, Martin, what we have going here at Amity. So the mayor is saying this along with the. He's a town counselor, or he's like the paper guy. Yeah. And they basically <clears throat> muscled the coroner to change his mind on the cause of death. And the, and the coroner's like, oh, it could have been a boat accident. And the chief's like, you said shark. Yeah. Well, I was wrong. I'm like, what the frick is this? The mafia? Yeah. The pastel shirt mafia? It's the way he
0: says it, too. He's just confused. And the mayor even, like, a uh, boat, boat right? A boat attack. Or boat attack, yeah. Yeah, sure. the boat attacked her. Yes. But <laughs> a here's boat a- boating accident. And the coroner goes, yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. It's a boating accident. Whatever you say. And the chief's like, all right, you'll stand by this. I'll stand by it. So for the most part, Brody's covering his base, as you think. But you know the, the, yeah. the, sh- the shit just started. You know, it's, it's, it's obviously going to hit the fan. And Brody has a problem with it, you can tell. But for lack of better judgment, they open the beaches up. Yeah, of course. And, you know, there's kids swimming in the beach and everyone's having a, a time. One of the best lines is when one of the islanders comes out and says, we know all about you, chief. You don't go in the water, do yeah. you? Yeah. That's some bad hat, Harry.
0: It's, <laughs> But it's such a great line to kind of open up to him, like... He's not a water person. He's not a beach person. He's not even a local. So it kind of opens up this fact, like, why would he care? And then he's super paranoid about this shark attack immediately.
1: Well, you know? The, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. The second shark attack features one of the most iconic shots in movie history. I'm talking about all cinema, all movies of all yeah. time. The little Kittner boy <laughs> who's out there on his on his raft gets destroyed by jaws yeah oh, it just feels so so comfortable to call the shark jaws
0: <laughs> be okay with it
1: <laughs> i wasn't the only because you've right?
0: addressed it yeah right I, it, because like super fans like it's, it, it's not jaws.
1: <laughs> it's the shark i'm like i understand
0: yeah but we put but it out there why I we're calling grew it jaws.
1: up calling the shark jaws yeah, and that's okay did you Probably, yes. Uh, like, do people, people do that, right? Yes. They're like, oh, yeah, Joss is going to get hey, him. Slash is paradise. We can right. do whatever we
0: want here. I mean, Relax. Drink, drink shoes, up. Hey, up shoe, what's the, the Slash
1: word today? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, boy.
0: <sighs> yes. So, opening that up, I love the clash of the chief with the town. That sets a-
1: up a, a, a nice... Butting of heads. Sort yes, of
0: because once we have this attack happen, which is horrific, and it's the gushing blood that I'm talking about, oh, that we're yeah. talking about. Yes. And that iconic scene, which I don't know if you ever did this, but when you go to the theater, they play clips from a bunch of different movies. That was always on there.
1: The gushing or the zoom into
0: the. No, team? the zoom in was always on there, along with like the entrance of Darth Vader. And like, I think Batman was in there. You know,
1: so I don't know the term. I don't think it's called rack focus. It's that it's the vertigo shot, I think. Like you call it the one that they zoom into the chief when he's yeah. on the beach.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the way that's done is actually very easy and I'm surprised a lot of people don't use it. When they do, it's like not as effective as this film. But you push the camera forward so you're like zooming in, but it's a physical zoom in and then you zoom the camera out as you're pushing forward and that makes the background go backwards yeah. and your focus on the character go forward. So
1: they did this in Halloween 4 as well. Yeah. And Vertigo is where I think that, it, that they would refer to the Halloween 4 shot as the Vertigo shot. Uh, but yes, that sh- that's the shot of Roy Scheider just kind of seeing the carnage happening and him just reacting to it like I knew I shouldn't have it's the- it's left these beaches open.
0: It's the paranoia. That's what, like, he he's great at putting that out there because, like I said, his character should not care that much. No. I mean, yes, he is the chief of, you know, of police or whatever, but but, he you know, shouldn't care as much as he does, and then he's it's verified that the shark is here and it is here to kill.
1: But yeah, you got to remember who writes your checks. And apparently, I guess that the town is small enough to where they have zero crime, wa- crime rate, pretty much. But in Amity, one man can't make a difference. You know, that's what he says. Because it, it, in New York, you can't do shit. You try, you'll take 10 criminals off the street, he says, or whatever, and. You know, you don't make a dent into the crime rate in Amity. One man can, so, you know, can help. Right. And he's got like, every, you see his day to day. He's getting calls about, you know, these kids are karate chopping the picket fences, or this guy's uh, uh, complain to the chief that that a car is parked outside his house. Right. He's like, I need a red zone, chief. That's all I need there. And the little things oh, is what yeah. he, ha- yeah, is That's all <laughs> I, Yeah, that guy that he has to deal with. But now he's got a real big problem, and. This might be, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Oh no. But I understand where the mayor's coming from. Okay. You, you kind of have to, I guess as a kid or as it you know, someone who doesn't care about all that shit. When I was watching it, I'm like, this mayor is sadistic and twisted and cruel. And he kind of is a, a little, he has his priorities mixed. Yeah. But the mayor is saying some pretty sp- factual shit if we close these beaches this town's life with this town depends on the summer tourship. if you close the beaches nobody will come and we will have to well what does say? you want to leave you want you know, to close the beaches live on welfare to the winner that's what he says yeah because it's true they will have to you know they'll, they'll be ruined so i see where the mayor's coming from the if you ever gone shark fishing have you ever gone like fishing in the ocean
0: no i haven't actually only lakes
1: we we did once right uh i mean we've been when i say we as my my brother and and my family and i we went right off the surf and the idea is if you're going to try and hook a shark from the from the beach you need to get the the line past the ascent the the sandbar that's like where, where it drops off, where right. it gets oh, into yeah, deep yeah, water. Yeah. Well, in South Island where we live, there are, I think, two major sandbars. There's like one that's like normal and then you kind of like lose your footing. But if you, you got to keep on swimming and it's deep, but you got to keep on swimming, then you'll hit the second one. Yeah. If you get the you want to get the line past that one. Mm-hmm. So the way you do it really is you got to get in a canoe, take it out there, drop it, canoe back. And then, you know, the line is on the beach and you're just waiting. It's a lot of fun. But canoeing is kind of dangerous. Yeah, that
0: sounds like the scary part.
1: Yeah, I mean, my brother did it, and I couldn't do it because I think the canoe would just go down into the water. Uh, So the canoe went in the water. Danny didn't go any farther. (laughs) He went, and you know how waves are, man. Uh, The first time was a gem, and then we, we wanted to throw some more lines out, and... He got, I'll never forget it. He got turned over and oh, I, I, yeah, I was screaming at him, swim. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs to this day about that. But anyway, the point of the story is um, we hooked uh, a black tip shark. Wow. And it was six foot three inches. Wow! So it's so it as big as me, just yeah. swimming around. Da, 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 da. That's the theme from Jaws, the NES version. You nice, the, yeah, the I remember that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, uh, my brother hooked it, and it was a big ordeal. So once we well, we hooked it, and you know uh, different looky loos are coming around because it's a big fight <laughs> and stuff. You're screaming at people because it's going this way down the ocean, and there's just more people that way, right? So you're screaming at him to get out of the way. Point of the whole story is to say this, that we had to go find that shark, and it was then dictated to us, we don't know, it was about like experts who were there, it was told to us that that the, the frequency of that happening again would be very rare, for us to even catch one, really? let alone for one to come around. It's just something weird like that. So... Back to the mayor. I see. He's like, All right, shit happened. She, she got attacked, and it's unfortunate. Let's just say it was a shark. He's like, if, It's not going to happen again. Yeah. It's just infrequent. So I could see where he was coming from.
0: Yeah. And like, statistically, if you look at sharks, like, how the fuck hungry could this Jaws shark be oh. <laughs> to constantly attack over and over again and for it to only be one shark? You know what I mean? Like, statistically, that's just very
1: uncommon. Right. But. Statistics be damned. After the Kittner boy gets chewed up by Jaws, Mrs. Kittner puts out a $3,000 reward for anybody who could bring her the head of the God-Blessed shark that ate her son. That's right. And, you know, the town's up in arms because that ad went out not only to the local papers, but it went out of the island to people who don't live there. So the whole island was flocked with fishermen, half-assed fishermen jerks with you know explosives and shit well (laughs) it's a full situation and not only do they make it there but roy scheider sends out for the representative or the expert from the ocean oceanography, the expert in oceans (laughs) to come out the ocean expert the ocean expert and that is introduced to us by uh, introduced richard dreyfus's character of Hooper, Matt Hooper. Matt Hooper. Yes. Isn't that great? Oh, God. Well, here you have the floor, man. Well, no, I, I don't- Talk I'm not, about old uh, Hooper himself. I'm not going to gush. You should. But
0: because it's really the clash of the three characters, once all these guys do come together, and we're going to get to Quinn in a minute, but I just loved Richard Dreyfus in this. He had such a great- Kills sense of humor but some intelligence he brings the science to it we find out that his family's well off he's well educated uh when he does finally meet quinn he's tested right away yeah
1: Fight. you know because hooper does have a bit of a uh you know learned experience right whereas Quint's a experience experience you know what yeah but yeah
0: but quint has got the like hands-on bare bones experience right where Matt Hooper's like got all the technology yeah, and the and shark cages, he's, <laughs> he's a smart guy, he and he's got and a shit. plenty of money to kind of dump into this, you know, this endeavor that he's going on. Right. But it's just it's the vibe that he brings to the trinity of these well, actors.
1: More so than, I mean absolutely, but even so, additionally, it's how he makes an uh, impression immediately. He gets there <laughs> and he's there to see all the hoopla of all these people hitting the water and loading their boats the wrong way, doing all this stuff the, you know, terrible way like the wrong way, and yeah. he's like <laughs> they're all going to die. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Just like little things that he says to himself and then he goes and he meets brody and he's like uh are you the chief i just want to let you know that uh, these men aren't going to make it out of the harbor alive yes. just little things like that just like add to him and what you know who he uh, his demeanor he's not gonna be afraid to speak his mind right he's gonna be very well you know convinced in himself and i that's what i think is so exciting about his portrayal is that he may come off a little smart yeah. but he will definitely back it up and he will walk the walk yeah. So he's not a guy who's like, you gotta get in there and you gotta you gotta check out the waters. He's like, I'll get in, I'll check. Yeah.
0: That's what I love about yeah. him so much. And even Quentin gives him so much shit because he's like a city boy and you know he hasn't had as much hands on experience. But I love that their dynamic so much and it adds to the Chiefs dynamic as well because he's really hands off. Yeah. He's never had any experience in this. He's from the city, actually. Well,
1: there's, a, And he hates boats. He hates you know? boats.
0: He hates the water. He hates, you know, all of this.
1: But it's like, you know, but it's a nice little retirement pseudo. You can work but still not really have to do a lot. It's like a kind of... It's a nothing job, you know. When and I guess out- that's
0: where his drive comes from. That's always the story that's told, right? Is the big city cop goes to the small town, has nothing to do until there's that one big case. Right. I mean, they know what they're doing or they yeah. know where to go or how to drive themselves. So he goes out in the boat with them, you well, know.
1: The, the friendship that's established right away between Hooper and Brody, I, I fall in love with immediately. It's just Dreyfus's portrayal and Brody sort of like man up against it. Yeah mentality that they just gel so effortless effortlessly of course Hooper checks out the body refutes the coroner immediately he's like this was not a boating accident like he tells him off he's like what the frig is your problem dude like she did not obviously die from a boating accident this was a large squalus larger larger than normal squalus it was a shark I'm not talking about Jack the Ripper you know he's just it's it he does an autopsy and when they t- bring the body out of the ice box it's like if it was in your household freezer that's all that's left yeah it's a tiny ice box so when he puts the body for Hooper to you know to examine it's in a small tin box that he's like you could already see him like react to it he's like well yeah this is not good right if there's that little left so he refutes it right away they go to the mayor they say look this is not supposed to you need to close the, the, the beaches down. And that's when the mayor tells them about, you know, it's the fourth, of, it's the fourth of July. Yeah. Now, if you want the, you, you want to patrol the beaches, you do whatever you do to keep them safe. But these beaches will be open. So everyone's at the beach. There's helicopters, there's shark spotters, everyone is hands-on, it doesn't look fun at all, nobody's getting in the water, and the the mayor kind of pressures one of the locals to get into the water, and everyone's in there, and then, of course, as many people as you may have looking for a shark, he's always going to find a way to get through. Absolutely. He avoids, what a smart animal, he avoids... The big crowd and the big ocean, and he goes to where Brody told his son to go. Where is the say It's the pond. It's like the bay. It's like the little area where you know it's kind of like locked off. It's like landlocked from the major ocean unless you go under the under the bridge. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's like a stream that'll go yeah. into the main ocean, but it is kind of like separated and safe yeah. for people.
1: And Mike even says he's like the ponds for old ladies. He's yeah. like, all right, do it, do it for your old man. So Brody thinks he's gonna be safe there. Well, of course. That's where Jaws attacks. He d- he attacks a, a guy who's trying to help the boys get their sail, you know, yeah. in order. And that's where you see a very graphic limb fall from the man who got attacked. It just like sinks to the bottom. Very well developed leg. Let me just yeah. say. Like the dude had killer calves.
0: Yeah, he really did. It, like, <laughs> it hit the it hit the bottom of the ocean like a huge thud too. And it was very realistic what, for yeah. the time.
1: I float when I'm in the water. Do you? Float? Yes. Yeah. I like I can't even. See, I'd have to <laughs> blow out all the water from my from my uh, from my lungs to sink to the bottom. Oh yeah. But okay. if I held my breath, I'll just float like a cork. Oh, that's good. Isn't that nice? That's I'm nice. naturally buoyant. buoyant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right.
1: Hey, uh, big words for <laughs> me at least. Anyway, um, so Quint has a moment at a town meeting where he decides that he's going to say, "Hey, you want the shark den?" Dead, I'll kill it. But it's going to cost you. I value my head more than 3000 bucks, chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for 10 Yeah, You folks need to make, make up your minds.
0: Again, what I love about Quinn is he's the local. You all know me. Yeah. You know, you like, know what I do. Yeah. You know that I'm the guy you actually want to hire directly. Yeah. But I love that because he's, he's the local. He's the hands-on guy. And it adds to the, the three so well. And he tests the other guys. Like, I'll do it my, by myself. I don't need you guys. Yeah.
1: So basically, before the three get paired together or trio together, we have three attacks, mm-hmm. three three deaths, really. Chrissy in the beginning, the little kittener boy, and the man in the boat. And the little, uh, yeah, rowboat. It's over, you know. <laughs> what well, part I love is that Michael, uh, Brody's son, does get scared so bad he goes into shock and he's at the hospital. And the, the chief is there and for I don't know how Brody didn't knock his friggin' ass out because <laughs> I'm sorry. If I told you to close down the beach and you didn't and my kid is now in shock, I will beat your friggin' ass. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have a kid. But if you did that to Loomis, <laughs> you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's like, come here. I need to talk to you. And the mayor's having a moment. And I told Lance this earlier. The mayor is sipping a cigarette. He's not smoking it. He's <laughs> sipping it. I know you sip drinks. He's sipping a cigarette. He's just like... And it's just like the smallest flame of uh, smoke is coming out. I don't know why that stuck out to me. It's just like little shit like that that I just remember from these movies. But Brody basically says, you're going to sign this thing so I could hire a contractor. We're going to yeah. pay Quentin what he wants. And the mayor's kind of muttering to himself, I was, I was trying to do what was in the best interest. And he's like, hey, you're the mayor of Shark City. <laughs> I love that shit. Brody basically tells him, your your shit's done, man. Yeah. You should have done what I told you in the beginning. Now you're screwed because now three people are dead. Yeah. And be, and you knew about it since the first one. So
0: this is this is where the mayor's humanity comes in because he even says my kids were on the beach. You know, he's like stammering and like realizing like oh, this is on this is on me because everyone told me it is and now it's on me and my kids were there. It could have been my kids and now it's very real. It's not. I'm the mayor of the town. I'm the father. Of the kids that almost got bit or eaten or killed or whatever, so that brings the reality down, brings the humanity down. You know, all of a sudden the mayor is like, "Yeah, yeah, do whatever we need to do. Let's let's get this going." So that the three guys now we're gonna head out. We're gonna go catch our shark. You know what I mean? Like we've set it up so well through this town, through these characters. It's so rich at this point. We've had a lot of action. Now it's time to get down to the
1: hunt. You know what I really. I think this movie is in two parts, It, it, it yeah. three parts, really. OK, so it's like, you know, beach time, courting and, and getting ready to be on the boat and being on the boat in the beginning. And then the deep sea hunting of the shark. Yes, that, I think that's their three parts. <clears throat> I like one and two the most. Three, I don't like as much because three sad. Why? Because I love Quint. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, people are going to die. And that's what I think makes any Horror movie, any thriller, any movie where you're having to deal with death as a real consequence. Effective. Make your characters real. You don't have to make them lovable. You just have to make them have moments to where they can be related to. Quint has a lot of moments that people can relate to. Yes. So does Brody, and so does Hooper. Yeah. Quite frankly, so does everybody in yeah. the movie. Everyone that is the the uh, Brody's wife, uh, Mrs. Brody is is you know, she's got the normal concerns of a wife of a mother. Like it's everyone has a purpose. They are acted out masterfully. It's just, it's a, and then I couldn't, I don't even want to attempt to think about what the casting process was for these three, Mm. you know, but they got Quint cast, uh, cast wonderfully Brody and Hooper. And these three men are off to save the day they're on the orca yeah. which is the name of Quint's boat which yes orcas also known as killer whales are the sworn enemies of sharks
0: yeah and so, orca i believe b- came out before this or after this there was actually the killer whale movie right, orca right. Um, i always
1: found that funny you already find that funny that a name of that that yes the 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 animals called an orca but it's also a killer whale and that's like the beloved thing that they have at SeaWorld featuring our killer whales. I'm like, you couldn't pick something else? <laughs> I picked, you know, and now come and see our manatees. Oh, I love the manatees. Yeah, manatees they're just are like cute. They're like I mean? Charles,
0: you know? What I mean? They're just kind, of <laughs> just kind of bubbling around and I love it. then they clap kinda, and, kinda and chubby. SeaWorld,
1: SeaWorld is is cruel. Anyway, um <laughs> this is not a PSA. So they're out in the boat and, oh, oh my God, I we're going to miss so much because all the quips that Quint has, Qu- Quint's quips towards Hooper, towards Brody. There's a segment. I know. There's so many. But I think the one that we're all supposed to talk about is the amazing, amazing Robert Shaw monologue. Mm. Okay, folks, some dirt. And you can find this trivia if you look up. And if you're a Jaws fan, you would know this trivia specifically. Robert Shaw had a difficult time with alcoholism during, especially during this movie. And he'd be drinking during, you know, between takes and, you know, having difficulty doing scenes sometimes. Well, there's a very amazing, amazing monologue that was uh, performed by Robert Shaw as Quint that in its first take, he was plastered for and it was terrible. And I think they even cut on that day and whatever they had was un not usable. And the actor apologized, called Steven Spielberg and said, I'll be better. And then the next day came in. So was a bird. And in one take delivered this monologue you see in the movie of the His story, Quint's story. He was on the USS Indianapolis during the war. And they took a torpedo. When they were... It was a secret mission. They were delivering the bomb, you know. And I was going to memorize it all for you folks and perform it here. But I ran out of time. And quite frankly, it's just... It wouldn't be up to snuff with Robert Shaw. It's just an amazing monologue. But you learn about Quint in such a horrific way. A man that was... He jumped off a ship because or, or had to be because the ship sunk sunk and 1600 men went into the water him and all his uh both uh you know uh different classifications and uh, of the navy and 316 i believe or 363 or something like that survived because the, they were all attacked by sharks and he tells you about the, you know, what he knows about sharks. And it's like a very visceral explanation. And what the way we open the show is about us singing that song because they all kind of like, you know, come together and start singing together this like uh this song that Hooper starts, you know, singing with them. And it's Brody and it's Hooper and it's Quint and they're all singing. And then uh they're comparing tattoos and scars, scars. And then Quint gets very real. And he tells that story about the Indianapolis, about how he'll never put on a life jacket again. And you just think about what it would take for a man who, has, who had gone through that to then be a shark hunter. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who had that traumatic experience of seeing countless pe- person after person after man after woman after wh- whoever was there get killed and, and torn apart and eaten by sharks and then just that was be his that would be his calling. So he has a lot of baggage but wow, it's an amazing monologue and you all should see it. And then they start singing and then the shark attacks.
0: That's what surprised me so much about you saying that you don't like the third act as much as the first and the second is because that's it's all the male bonding moments of them coming together these three totally different guys coming together, having these moments, getting under Quint's skin a little bit, finding out who he really is and kind of going into the depth of his character, which is so like lovely. It brings them all together for their eventual death or their encounters with the shark, with, with Jaws. So I, I love the third act so much because of the bonding, because of the hunt of these three guys. We get away from the town. We get away from everything that brought them there, and now it's just them against the shark.
1: I guess maybe then I should amend that to say that I love all the acts, except I I don't like the part of the third act, which it's, it's just a real thing. Quint is someone's going to die. If not, all of them are going to die. It's just the way it is. It's the law of probability. And they're doing lots of, Quint has all the techniques. They're shooting barrels into the shark uh, so that, you know, he could stay. He doesn't get to submerge, you know, it'll keep him above. It'll tire him out. And then they could catch him or shoot him or kill him or whatever. And Quinn's taking an approach that he has done with countless sharks. When you meet him or when you see him in his domain, he's boiling uh, jaws (laughs) to hang up. And, you know, he's dealt with different things, different types of sharks. He's got them all. He's killed them all. But every conventional thing that he does as a seasoned shark uh, fisherman, fail. Fail miserably. There is even a part where Brody is chumming and the shark makes its big, you know, mm-hmm. debut. And that line that Roy Scheider says was actually improvised. Yeah, uh, you're gonna need a bigger boat, right? Um, but it's it's when all has failed. I think the third they've attached the third barrel to the shark and it goes down. And I think it's either Hooper or Brody that ask him. You know, has this ever happened? Have you ever seen anything like this before? And Quint's just, you know, he's always been in control. And you could see it in Shaw's face just kind of like start to materialize in doubt. And he just is like, never, no. never seen anything like this. So you're like, if the expert doesn't know what the hell's going <laughs> on, we're all screwed. Yeah.
0: So, yeah he has a cool calmness about him the whole time you're right you just barely see his face drop of like oh, shit we're dead oh
1: <laughs> you know? but like yeah so I fall in love with i fall in love with all of them really like you definitely don't want brody to die because you've seen the 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 family element not to say that just because he has a family his life is valued more but like you know hooper he's grown on you quickly because of how witty and and funny and sarcastic yeah. he is and you know he just has a he's just been a good friend to Brody immediately and you don't want Quint to die because he's just so freaking cool yeah, he's, <laughs> he's such a, a great badass. character yeah <laughs> but you know there's a lot of there's a lot now that happens of course Brody does get the shark to surface by chumming the water and then he you know sees it and tells everybody what they're dealing with and you know a lot of different techniques like shooting the barrels and they do eventually shoot three barrels into the shark but he takes them all down he doesn't care that's a strong Mowalker shark
0: well they shot it so brilliantly too is because it, it's sailing around for a while <laughs> The shark sail it's <laughs> swimming around for so long and then it finally just sinks down and that's the moment of like oh shit it's like three barrels down with it are you kidding me? Like, where do we go from here? So, yeah, the, it's just so cool to see their interaction with the shark as daddy's watching the movie as we do the show. Yeah, the movie
1: is playing <laughs> behind us, guys. And, you know, I, I I think that that's a nice element that we can add here because, it, you know, sometimes you just got to be reminded of cool moments and like different choices that the actors make. But this is the part where they're starting to bond below deck or like, you know, in the in the uh, quarters in the quarters. Yeah. Or the nickels. I'm not sure. I've never taken a boat exam, but um, <laughs> they're comparing scars. They're comparing tattoos, and yeah, basically scars. And uh, it starts with Quinn showing that he has a fake tooth. Yeah, you know, he top. makes it like a high pitched squeal. <laughs> and in a little bit, there he's going to share his monologue about the Indianapolis. And what's so cool is that, like, it play Hooper when he hears. He's like, "What's that from?" Hooper asks him, he, and then he's like, "Oh, Hooper is from the USS Indianapolis." He got a he oh he got a tattoo removed. That's what he said, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Well, what was it?" He was in Indianapolis, and Hooper, because he's smart and knows his history, kind of straightens up, and he's just like, "Because he had just made a joke, right, about yeah. what it, what he thought it said, and then he was like you 'You're on in the Indianapolis,' like whole like I know the about that, and you know." Uh, Quinn tells the whole story and then they start singing there's a whale you know kind of singing out there too it's a beautiful moment yeah and they're getting really into it they're like you know it's the third time they want to go around with show me the way to go home and Richard Dreyfuss is, is like he's like playing the shit out of me. he's like show me the way to go home home, home. I'm tired I don't want to get a so I double take it's like <laughs> and then the shark's like no no, no, stop singing. Deal with me. The shark just starts like hitting the side of yeah. the boat. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. of like, Loomis being like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: it's, a, it's your dog, your loving dog. Like, I'm over it. It's like Charles scratching at my door right now. Like, hey, I'm over your podcast. Yes. Let me Sing. in. Feed yes. me. Love
1: me. Get out of here. Stop singing. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Charles was saying. No. <laughs> so the shark basically, you know, gets all their attention and then, yeah, you know, they've been having a few drinks and apricot brandy and all this stuff. Of
0: all things, apricot brandy, I thought I was an interesting you know, but, choice. And
1: then he has Iranian caviar. Yeah. I turn on the captions to make sure because I'm always curious as to what specific things he asks for. Yeah. He asks for Iranian caviar, which I've never had caviar, period. I've never dreamed to have Iranian caviar, but he asks for that and they better get it to him. That's like his demands. But in any case, um, it's time to start shooting the shark and dealing with the shark and not singing and bonding anymore do you think
0: his tall order has something to do with like his impending doom that he knows it's coming gosh and the fact that like once he he's tried everything he's like yeah this is the end <laughs> you know dang
1: that is such an interesting take man i like that Almost like a death row sort of thing. Yeah, kind of like Ooh. you
0: know it's coming. You've asked for $10,000 because you know it's going to be an impossible feat and you're kind of ready to go out with this big shark sort of a thing. I don't know. There's just something about his order mm. and the way he's just like, I've done I can, everything. I, yeah, I don't know. I
1: can, that, that's definitely something worth like talking about. I think that that can definitely play mm. into it. Because remember, when all the people store, like went to the island and <clears throat> tried to catch a shark, they catch a shark. They catch a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> I hope you put the gift right there because I, you got to find it. Please, Lance, put it right here. I'll make it if I don't. If I can't find a it, a what? Right, the guys catch a shark and Hooper tells them that they caught a shark, not the shark. You know, they catch yeah. a shark and it's a tiger shark, and you know it's a big. but. When they're all posing with the shark on the dock quince cruising by laughing his ass off do you see him <laughs> yes. it's almost like he knows like that ain't it <laughs> but i think there's a lot to be explored with what Quint's motivation is and how he you know his demeanor because there's nothing like we talked about this with uh, when one of the friday movies about an alpha male kind of getting being humbled by a the real alpha oh right yeah you know what I mean oh yeah. it's Rob, Rob it's yeah. when Rob is, is getting killed by Jason he's yelling he's killing me it's like Quint's the tough guy on the boat quite honestly even though Brody's the one with the gun and, and is the chief of police Quint's, Quint's the man mm-hmm. and I think that was the right choice as to who should you know get killed by the shark yeah because if Quint dies he's the shark expert right For the most part. Yes, Richard Dreyfuss is like the other shark expert, but a different type of shark expert. He's the
0: science behind it, but he's the hunter. You know what I mean? Quint is the hunter, the hunting expert.
1: (laughs) You know what it it reminds me of? Oh, you could definitely find this clip. It's Samuel Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Have you seen that? Which part? Well, right before he dies. Oh, okay. We're not going to fight anymore. First we're going <laughs> to, the shark <laughs> just fucking gets him. That sort of reminds me of like Quinn's demise. He's like, you know, okay, here's what happens. Really? They do catch the shark. They catch a shit out of him. Mm-hmm. They catch Bruce. They catch Jaws. And they're going to, uh, for lack of a better term, lure him into the shallows and drown him, well, drown him into the shallows and drown him, and drown him. And that's what he's going to do. However, he's been pushing his boat way too hard. Also, it's taken some damage from the shark, you you know, hitting it. So you have this moment where... Quint is definitely like, I'm out of options. I'm out. Like he's, he's taking all the barrels under. I shot him four friggin' times and nothing happened or, or, or how many, many, times? Six times. <laughs> he shot him six times. And he's like, you know what? The shark is actually following us. This is terrifying. Got it. He's like, we are going to drag him into the water. Drag him into the shallow water and drown him, drown him, drown him in the water and drown him. That's what he's going to do. He's going to, the shark is chasing him them, he's going to go to the shallows and the shark will beach itself. That's what he thinks. But because he's been taking the orc has been taking on too much water, it's going to start to crap out, basically. And they're going to be a sitting duck and they're going to start to sink. And the shark, Bruce, Jaws is just (laughs) Have you ever played that game, by the way? When I was a kid. Okay, find it on the emulator if you can. It is worth your time. Like, like beat the game. It's terrifying. Okay. But beat it because of how jo- the big shark is just like... <laughs>
0: that's what I remember. Just, Ru- and it, was like, it was
1: like unbeatable. But at, yeah. then when you figured out how to play, you were like, oh, this game is easy as shit.
0: Yeah, all those games back then were like unbeatable. Like the Friday the 13th. Friday thing, the 13th right? is so unbeatable. I found like, Jason. I'm dead. So
1: <laughs> You found Jason. You're dead. And that's it. It was like, we played, my brother and I played Beetlejuice, and I'll never forget, we were, we were in love It. we were at Tech, and we found, like, like, we had a game genie, or the emulator, or yeah. whatever, and uh, we were playing it, well, he was playing it, and he beat it, and that's the thing about beating these unbeatable games back then, when you win, it just says, you win, the end, start over. Start over. And I'm like, what the
0: fuck? Yeah, you better throw me a Super Bowl party after that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But... Their idea is that he's going to lure the shark into the shallows. It doesn't work, so now they're sitting ducks, and they start sinking. And Quint passes out the life jackets. Man, he uh, and he's not gonna wear one. Oh, ah, yeah, that part, man, it's just. Uh, Chief just gives them.
0: You see what I mean, though? Like it kind of ties into the the ultimate doom that he knows he's he's in. Yeah. You know, so. I think that's just something to kind of explore and talk about, or think about a little bit more out there. All the listeners and watchers, yes, please like, think about Quinn. He
1: he knew what he was getting himself
0: into, and that's why he didn't want anybody to go with him.
1: But there is a even if you as your toughest, if you're the toughest of tough guy, and you know I'm gonna meet my end, and I'm gonna like face it like a man or whatever. He, you could sense that he's like, no, I don't. He's like, he's scared. Yeah. So he like. In a, uh, the most unlikely departure of the character, he turns to Hooper and yeah. he says, you know, uh, Hooper, what are you going to, what do you do with this, this shark cage that you brought on? And, you know, Hooper explains that if he gets, you know, down in the shark cage and can inject him in the mouth with a little needle, that's like this attached to a pole. And Brody, <laughs> I love this part because Brody's like, oh, you're not going to get that shark. He couldn't even finish it. <laughs> Hooper just turns to you got any better suggestions. <laughs> and the next shot oh is just them God. putting the boat together or the the shark cage. Yep. Um, it doesn't go well. The shark destroys the cage. Uh, Hooper has to like hide down in the water, which like you think he's gonna die, he's dead. Yeah, so it's basically at the end it's chief and Quint on top of the Orca. it's already halfway underwater. And that's when the shark makes its big push. Yeah, it, it breaks up, uh, you know, through, jumps on the boat, starts sinking it down. And this is the oh, oh Dios! It's the worst part. I hate this part each time. It's when Quint is na- is is sliding down to the to the teeth. Uh, and yeah. it's that <laughs> he's like kicking and like trying to catch his footing. And it's that like, exact, like, <laughs> like you're like, you're trying to grab and he can't, he's, it's just, yeah. you're going to the end. And Oh my God, the sh- <sighs> shark gets him good, sinks it in. And Robert Shaw delivers one of the most blood curdling screams I have ever heard in my life. Again, with
0: every bit of Quinn's story that we've just told the possibilities of his story you know, knowing his impending doom, the experience that he's had with sharks, the fact that he's watched a bunch of his friends die by shark. Uh, and then when he finally goes, and thinking it's his impending doom, and when he finally goes and lets out whimpers and is trying to get away from the shark at the very end of it all, that's one of the most heartbreaking sto- or, um, like characters for me is when it's the big tough guy. Like, I got it, guys. I got this. I got this. And then at the very end, they're like, I don't got this. I it's gotta almost, get out of here. You know that's the most heartbreaking to me.
1: Oh, I I, I agree, man. It's almost like uh, maybe he was supposed to die uh, when he on the and on the Indianapolis. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like you went your whole life, I guess, trying to face your fears or or you know overcome this demon of being tormented by your friends dying from sharks and you survive. maybe he had a little bit of survivor's remorse it doesn't I mean who knows yeah survivor's guilt rather and how terrifying that or how terrible that the last the way he goes out is ultimately from a shark yeah but the movie's not over yeah. Quint is gone. He's been taken down into the depths of David Jones' locker. And now we have just Brody. Because Hooper just went down into the ocean. He probably died, or he, you know, he he has Scuba Gear on, but he's down there or or he's not. So it's just Brody on a three-fourth sunken Orca. Yeah. Just about? Yeah, just about three-fourths. Yeah. So earlier in their endeavor. Brody, who's the least experienced seaman, uh Wow. <laughs> don't fucking wink at me. <laughs> pulls the wrong rope and a lot of compressed air tanks start to spill over. Damn it, Martin! This is compressed air! You don't be careful with these things, they're gonna blow up. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. I didn't know about that. So there are some Compressed air tanks that are on the boat and Brody is, he's down to his last thing. He's tried to like stab uh, the shark because it tried to get him in the quarters, right? Just a okay. It's something about the way the glass breaks when the shark goes into the quarters, Uh, right? It's like soft. It's like, it just kind of (laughs) like, anyway, uh, Brody's basically on the crow's nest at this time. And he, well, before that, he gets, a, he throws compressed air into Bruce's mouth, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like Loomis didn't have, and my dog, didn't have a tooth, one tooth come in like ever. He didn't have a molar grow in. Oh. So whenever he chews, he has to chew on one side. And so he's like, you know? So when Bruce has got the compressed air in his mouth, it's like, I she's like loomis yeah he's like okay thank you i'm gonna go into the water right and now bro he's like the last thing i can do is take this old ass civil war rifle and just try and make the most miraculous shot i can hoping that when the shark comes up to me yeah it opens its mouth (laughs) like yeah No, but for real. For real. This
0: is what we just talked about with like uh, Friday the 13th part six is like, imagine like your idea is I'm going to put a chain over Jason's head and sink him to the bottom of the lake. That obviously means contact. That's a a very small, I mean, it's a thick chain, but it's a very small window of success here. You know what I mean? It is a small window
1: of success. That is the best way (laughs) to put that. But Brody's going to give it a shot. And because it's a movie... And he's going to get that one in a million shot. He shoots at the shark quite a few times. And it's yeah. not till he delivers you if you're gonna make the shot the goal the goal, the game-winning goal, or you know, the the Hail Mary pass, you gotta say something right before it. Nobody told <laughs> him that until he finally clicked to Roy Shatter. He's like, oh, I gotta say the line, and then the shot will work. So he's got the shark in his you know, sights and he's saying for the audience all the things that yeah. Dreyfus or uh, Hooper told him already. Come on, just blow up. It's just blow up. He just keeps on saying it over and over again. We're like, yeah, we get it. We get it. Just shoot yeah. the thing. Shoot the fucking thing. <laughs> and then he shoots it. Smile, you son of a bit and on bitch he hits the on bitch he hits the bitch. <laughs> and the whole bitch explodes up in this bitch. <laughs>
0: That was a uh, wonderful description, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> he, used the, he used the word bitch six times in a sentence.
1: <laughs> I used bitch six times. <laughs> Hold your course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Who you you watching? Oh, man. Oh, nice little tidbit. Richard Dreyfuss and Robert Shaw didn't get along at all. I can imagine. They didn't get along at all. They did not, could not stand each other, which plays pretty well on screen.
0: I think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, their chemistry is bizarre and great at the same time. And it's their characters as well. Um, one thing we, we didn't even mention is some of our favorite things back all the way to the town of Amity. <laughs> and some of the shots... <laughs> of the locals are just bizarre and hilarious and i send it to danny every time i watch the movie now i'm i'm going to like check out this guy and check out this guy and check out this lady and like there's just close ups of people that are obviously actual locals that were not actors like yeah. i'm on camera <laughs>
1: the it's, harbor master who just walks out he's got a pipe in his mouth and he's got this like shitty shit eating grin like smile just like and it gets bigger
0: and bigger and bigger he as he walks have, away
1: there's an old la- uh, old lady who reacts to Quinn scratching the chalkboard she's like oh Whoa. yeah <laughs> it's it's one of our favorite
0: things to share with each other in the horror community yeah. you should share it as well because it's just hilarious in these close-ups but we get to the end of the movie and it's just... I'm exhausted. I'm sweaty.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. very much sweaty. It's a, it's a whole situation. Brody killed the shark, blew it up bad. And he's like, all right, well, at least I'm out here with no shark. And who is still alive but his friend Hooper was was uh, hiding down in the bottom like the smart man that he is. He said, Fuck that shark. Yeah, I would definitely be. I was like, oh, well, sorry, I'm going to hide down in this reef. And when it swims away, I'll swim away. Yeah, you know, that's that's like so smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, but you know they they see each other and there's a nice little like moment they're happy to see each other but you know they're sheriff that Quint didn't make it and they just paddle uh, home on this like b- piece of wood or something yeah. and it's just it's a couple it's, barrels and oh, like barrels. Some, some planks yeah that's they just, pretty much it no they, land in sight as far as oh yeah there's a little bit but uh, and the seagulls are pecking at the remains of the shark it's just like it's the end. It's the end of a very traumatic experience. They killed the shark. They can go on with their lives and hopefully this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship between them two. But the chief has saved the day and uh, saved the town. That's
0: that's it, and that's I, I want I want my sequel still. You want I, there are sequels. Well, i yeah, but I need Matt Hooper to come back. And, so
1: you're mad because Hooper didn't come back, but Roy Scheider did.
0: Yeah, and he's great. And Joss Two is okay. And Francis
1: show where the hell is Francis show What's up? So that's part. That's for part two. I know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just want Hooper. You know, uh, Hooper he, is the man. Who's your favorite character of this? Quint.
1: Quint's my hands down favorite yeah, character. He's, he's the character. He is the, Robert Shaw is the friggin' man. Yeah. Let me just say, Lance, I am so glad that we penciled in Jaws uh, to do for Fourth of July.
0: Yeah. This was kind of a, the plan for like the past year. I was like, we have to do Jaws. We have to do it. But it
1: just like snuck up on us. Yeah. Like we, they're creeping up on you. Um, Jaws is one of those that like, it is a Fourth of July movie. So much that, you know what I'm going to do, Lance? I'm gonna go watch Jaws while on a boat on the lake. That's right. You're you're having some
0: great experience tomorrow. I'm gonna go check or, it out on or, the second whenever.
1: Or, or I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll report back to you guys how awesome it was. That's gonna be on the lake, and we're gonna get a we're getting a boat, my fiance and I, and a, Awesome other couple, and we're gonna watch Jaws on the Lake, man. That's awesome. Isn't that's it cool? That sounds
0: amazing. That's a thing in Texas, right? They don't don't they do that all the time? They do.
1: They also do um Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, at the actual house. Oh,
0: that's by. cool. What's the name of the event you're going to?
1: It's uh it's like it's called like bucket listers. LA bucket listers or something like that. Hmm. And they do like the drive-in there and then they do this is a new thing. So it's just like called the the Lake driving basically, but it's part of the bucket listers, uh, group of they they just organize these things all over LA. That's very
0: cool, isn't it? Can't wait to hear about it, yeah, see how it goes. I mean, I
1: hope I don't fall in, but we're also taking Loomis, and they said even the dog has to have a life preserver, and we got him one.
0: Oh, that's so cute. Is there a fin on it?
1: No, but once we put it, once we put anything on him, he just doesn't move. (laughs) He's one of those. And he just like stares at us like what are you doing to me anyway, oh my gosh man Jaws dude I'm I. there was so much that we we didn't, we didn't even touch on this movie is amazing we love it I know you all love it Jaws yeah. is one of those that like if you throw it out at a party as what's your favorite horror movie or scary movie or thriller or just whatever movie yeah. and you throw out Jaws people will be, I respect that I respect yeah that. It's, yeah it's good yeah movie.
0: totally yeah just the way it is definitely I'm so glad we touched on it at the very least like he said, there's so much more we can go into. We just try to like touch on little things, you we know. Do.
1: But folks, uh, hit us up in the please in the comments. Make sure that you are letting us know uh, what other shark movies that you enjoy. If you uh, have any favorites that uh, I, we didn't mention. And uh, what you think of Jaws and what you think of us and what you think of our Jaws attire. I don't know if you guys got it. I <laughs> mean, maybe I have to put my head like this. I've had, in my, I've had in my life more than 3,000 bucks, chief. Uh, hey, Well, it proves one thing, Mr. Hooper. Right, it's it's kind of like this. Yeah, that, that's it.
0: That's definitely not it. You need a little more salt water on your yeah. hat, actually, and then a little crooked. Yeah, tilt city hands, big. Mr. Hooper. Give me yeah. a hand.
1: Give me a sheep shank.
0: So Jaws is a great 4th of July movie. Any others that you have to watch on 4th of July? Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I threw that out. Uh, sleepaway Camp? Okay, and uh, probably one of the Fridays. Honestly, you know, it's summery. Okay, it's a summer movie. Good call. What Good about call. you? No.
0: Uh, one thing I'll throw in there: not. It, it's probably in the same realm as Jaws, sort of a thing. But it's got to be Independence Day. You know? What oh,
1: I mean? oh, 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 oh! You want to talk about Mother? <laughs> no, you want to talk about non-horror? But is it Independence Day? It's sci-fi. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'll give it to you because of really, really
0: yeah, there's horror Scary. We're gonna have a whole podcast about this one day, or one episode where we just talk about movies that are not horror films that we consider horror films. So yeah. uh, uh, but Independence uh, Day it might it, it, be on it, it, that it,
1: list. Sandlot, The Beast is scary. Yeah, I love the Sandlot. For, that's definitely a Fourth of July. Movie. That is definitely. And now, a wait point. a minute. I'm talking about America. Anyway,
0: I, I did I, need I to get watch it? that? Yeah, pretty much. I oh, know. Well when I edit I wasn't it. a Pepsi Commercial
1: Oh, you edit it? When I edited it, <laughs> you'll hit <edit> it. <laughs> yes! Technology.
0: All right, Danny. I know I don't really have to ask, but uh how many Jaws uh shark teeth do you get? Shark teeth. Wow. I
1: don't know what the hell that is. Uh five. Come five. on. Five. Yeah, it's five. It's I gonna get five like I didn't have jaws. Ask. Jaws is gonna get five shark jaws. Jaws from from just me. those just be Jaws,
0: sharks. Here <laughs> and there, five. <laughs> They'll be coming up. Yeah, five out five. of five. Five out Timeless. of five. It's hitting our uh, our tournament at the end of the year. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, gosh, I gotta remember that. I gotta stop giving out these fives to these other movies. But you know, some there has to be some that are gonna lose. And so that's why you give the fives to the non contenders. So they could lose. Yeah. Let's we'll right?
0: see. All right. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. America. Peace. Blah, blah, blah. That's Danny. I'm Lance. Reminding you to lock your doors. Bolt your windows. And a what? (laughs) And join us next time in our Slasher's Paradise. Thank you.
1: Farewell and adieu to fair Spanish
0: ladies.
1: Hey, did you hear anything you like?
0: Thanks for listening to Slasher's Paradise tonight. Did you know that you can watch our podcast? Where? YouTube.com. If you go to YouTube.com, look up Slasher's Paradise, you'll find the Dead Candy page. And there you can see all of our podcasts, as well as a few shorts
1: that Danny and I have put out. While you're there, please subscribe. And while you are listening here, go ahead and find yourself that rate and review button. Five stars is what we would love for you guys to give us. And you know what? If you can't think of anything to say in the review, why don't you go ahead and put some recommendations and or requests of horror movies that you would love for us to talk about. If you'd like to find out more information about Slasher's Paradise
0: or Dead Candy, the producer of our show, you can head over to Facebook.com slash Dead Candy Fix. That's D-E-D Candy Fix. Here's to you guys.
1: This is Slashers Paradise. Sorry, I had to work that in. And I'm going to drink on that.